All right, Jason, do your mouth song. Like a Seinfeld mouth song? Yeah, a Seinfeld mouth song. This is my mouth <laughs> song. <laughs> <laughs> Previously on Watch and Talk. We're going on a boys night. Got tonight. a lot of boys here. I think teachers out there, if you want to teach your students about the Federalist Papers, make them listen to this, this episode. Make them listen to this episode of this podcast. Because ducks are already lame. Yeah, like just say duck. Shout out to Richard Schiff some props for some great bagel work in this episode. Hello, everybody. This is season two, episode oh, hello, seven everybody. of watch and talk and this week we are watching an episode called the portland, the portland trip. trip you guys i'm back oh yay! Is back. Yay. i'm back no more dick jokes yeah oh. <laughs> i'm kidding all okay. the dick jokes yeah we're the whole gang's here you got you got this guy you got that guy that's the one you got other guy the other and you got the lady and the, the girl the yeah. lady for flavor yeah, ladies back lady flavors <laughs> hey on that subject do you know a theme of this episode ports is the uh no i wasn't gonna is go that there. donna loses her fucking mind yeah but also i was gonna go <laughs> and that women are interchangeable yeah yeah but i was gonna start with Not notre dame yeah notre dame you know what it means i asked my french roommate oh our lady huh oh. our lady is back <laughs> usually Thank the you. uh the Catholics are referring to the Mary. I asked. I said, "Is that is that Mary?" He's like, "I don't know." Fucking, Probably. It just means Our Lady, man. Leave me alone. There's two Marys in the Christianity. That's Weird. the confusing part. Poorly written. What? Yeah. Yeah. A little on the nose. Oh. God. There's Mary, the mother. Right. And there's Mary Magdalene, who is uh, like Jesus's like prostitute friend. The, G- the GF. That's weird. You think he has like mommy issues? Uh huh. Obvious. Who <laughs> No, but the thing is, like, that's... Grew up is, without a father? This yeah. is the single fact that makes me think the story of Jesus Christ is true. Because no fiction writer would put the same name. It was so stupid. Well, no they, one would they do only that. had, like... But it actually may have originally yeah, been the same this. woman. Only, like, five names existed Yeah, then, that was, so. were, yeah. Oh, that's a really good There was point. Delilah. It was yeah. pre-names. And there was Mary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jedediah. Yeah. That's why, like... It was really limited. Four of the apostles are named Jesus. Right. What are the odds? Um, okay, so previously on... Do uh, you know that Fred Trump's middle name is Christ? I'm not surprised. You would think his... Should have gone with the first name. That's... Donald. <laughs> no. Is that true? The his father. Is that, the, a... the like, father. Is that like, like his Christ? mayoral campaign? Like the Trump's former governor father? of uh, Florida? No, the, the father of the president of the United States his of America. His he, middle name is Christ. Maybe his dad had a God complex. It's weird, yeah. His it's grandfather. Weird. Maybe his or did he his give it? A, did he give himself the middle name Christ? <laughs> <laughs> Changed it to that. I don't know. Okay, so there's a previously on. Uh, we we learned about Ainsley's office again. The steam pipe trunk distribution venue. She took down all of that terrible stuff. Oh yeah, she gave it's it back. Oh, Sam, Sam, we we established that Sam took it back. Yeah, <laughs> that was a temporary loan. That's personal collection. Uh, there's some relationship stuff. There's a uh, inclusion of my favorite Josh line where he says, Can we clear up a few things about my level of interest in the revolving door of local gomers that you see? And there's Sam balling up a piece of paper because that happened before. <laughs> That's really important. It's like, look, Sam struggles to write. Sometimes. Occasionally. The uh, first scene is the motorcade. It's Charlie and the president. And they go on about how some undersecretary of something or other is flying on this trip with them so that they can meet on the way back. Yes, 
Assistant Energy Secretary is flying to Portland in the middle of the night so he can meet with me on Air Force One on the way back. Yes, sir. The day-to-day -day experience of my life has changed in many ways since taking this job. I would imagine, sir. It's weird. They mention this very minor plot line right at the beginning. It comes up later. Do we, don't, do we ever is meet the character? Is that the meeting that he has later? I don't think so. I, I, I think it, it's, it's just so like... so I missed it because we I never... I think it's just something Aaron Sorkin probably heard. And he's like, that's really interesting. <laughs> let's throw that in the top of the yeah, show. Yeah, let's like have two lines of dialogue about that. They cut over to the press bus. So they got a whole little motorcade going. One of them is a bus full of CJ and all the reporters. There's a joke about how something is acronymed Whammo. White House Military Office, or Whammo, as we have apparently taken over my strong objection to calling it. <laughs> I forget the actual thing, but I don't think that was actually the acronym. I think they added the A. It's like White House Military Organization or something. Yeah, or office, yeah. Yeah. A, a, lot of, a lot of acronyms will just add a, you know, a vowel in there. Yeah, make it flow a little better. Yeah. They need to get on that Web 2.0 naming. Yeah. I got a question. Wambler. Do the taxpayers pay for the press corps' travel? They must. I um, I'm sure there are like associative costs, but I'm pretty sure the papers have to like pay a nominal rate for like the seat on the plane or whatever. Really? I, I wonder if it's like if it's at cost or if we're subsidizing it. That's what I'm saying. I'm sure there are like, you know, escort like the military escort or whatever is probably something that they don't externalize. Right. It's like part like you're you're in the protective bubble and the bubble is bigger because there's more people in it, so it's gonna cost more. Yeah. But I think there is some amount of like paying into the system but Hope it's so. probably not like a money-making scheme yeah <laughs> but yeah I'm, I'm sure that we pay a little bit not for that. yet it's not um are we paying for all those skype calls so that like the <laughs> james jameson show starring james jameson can get a press <laughs> conference question into sean spicer because <laughs> that's the thing they do now what are the costs associated with skype calls and it's like paying by the minute or something like it's that international yeah <laughs> Yeah, the the Russian calls that they mm -hmm. have to take. Uh, Julian Assange, you know, politics, Oy. jokes, references. Oh my gosh. Um, okay, so CJ has a big plot line this episode. She said the wrong thing about the sports. She did and, the sports thing. And she is punished because she has to go on the trip now because she made fun of our Lady College Notre Dame. That's not even the Lady College either. Go figure. They have a lady college, College of William and Mary. The Notre Dame Lady College. Yeah, that's a lady college? There's like a sister school. It would be Notre like Dame. Mary and Mary. But I think that's, it's not a female. William and Mary sounds co-ed. No, I well, think anymore. Yeah. Because I know, I think John Stewart went there. I don't know and why. I don't know why. Don't know. What do you know? About I don't know. This? What do you know about this? I don't know. John Stewart, prominent Jewish person, went to the biggest <laughs> Catholic university in the country? That's what I've heard. Huh. Maybe. St. Mary's, not College of William Mary. St. Mary. That mm. sounds more lady, ladylike. Yeah. Notre Dame, Indiana. They're, I think they're obsessed with this Mary lady. St. Mary, they our got, lady. They Come on. Put her on the candles all the time. Yeah. Enough. Leo and the president have a little huddle before the president gets on the plane. He mentions these guys, Bruno and Hess, which is a name I like quite a bit. And uh, there's some sports talk. They're of, also talking about yep, the sport. Yep, Notre Dame. Mm -hmm. They're they're bad or good, depending on whether you went to that school. Is um, Leo's arrival though? What is the other team? Michigan. Michigan. Yeah, I think he's just. Uh, you don't say the thing when Michigan. Yeah, I don't know. He's What's, just uh, jibbing the president a little bit, right. though. I don't think he cares particularly. He's 
I feel like that that conflict runs deep between them. That's yeah. the feeling. I He's got. a Michigan man. He is. Yeah. Through and through. Mm-hmm. Leo sets up a military <laughs> plot line. There's some naval adventure, some piracy, some oil boat is uh stole some stuff and this is an interesting plot line. coming out of mm-hmm. a port that it's not allowed to come out of cj gets a hat that she has to wear from the president it's, it's a, a bad hat it's a notre dame hat it doesn't look the super fighting cool fighting irish or something and she doesn't put any effort she needs to like pop that brim she's all worried about taking a photo she and she just like puts off. it on yeah yeah keep yeah. the tag on you're not supposed to take the sticker off you siege why keep, not keep the brim flat because it shows that you uh, yeah you gotta stay i don't flossy. know it's just stupid it's gotta stay, stay flossy. flossy i take stickers off of hats oh wow you're not flossy am i doing how street wrong? are you not i'm gonna just probably say like not that street not like wall street <laughs> like not super like flossy I, I walk on streets but like that's that's it okay uh and then <laughs> that's the credit is cj getting her photo taken and a hat that she would prefer not to be wearing. <laughs> Very uh, tough situation for her. Anytime they bring up sports on anything, I'm just like, like I can't even remember what I just saw. It was a hat. It's like everyone just started speaking gibberish for a moment. And well, then... uh, just pretend instead of a football game, there was like a math tournament oh, yeah, that yeah, Notre yeah. Dame was competing in. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and she had to wear a Notre Dame pocket protector <laughs> instead. Ooh, wicked burn. Oh, who would do that? Um, Not against Michigan. They come out of the credits. Josh and Leo are on a phone call. They're kind of psychoanalyzing the president a little bit. He likes long flights. He gets to talk to everybody and think out loud. Yeah, but then he lands. Yeah, so, well, then he lands. Leo sets up a metaphor for the entire episode that when the president goes up in the sky, his mind goes to the clouds or whatever, (laughs) and they, they hammer it home. Uh, there's a lot of like the intercom stuff is always like referencing like uh, take it down a notch guys we're uh, <laughs> doing this it's very it direct. sounds like they're all about to like go on some sort of acid trip together on yeah. this airplane <laughs> have like a real bonding experience it's like no he likes uh, DMT yeah. it's like he gets to talk freely <laughs> Josh is also uh, sets up his plot for the episode he's meeting with Congressman Matt Skinner but they they do the West Wing thing where they talk about what the conflict is but they don't describe what like the subject of the conflict is and it's like oh that's a thing that the states need to decide but they don't actually (laughs) mention what like the proper nouns are here and so uh it's a little bit of a mystery for a scene meanwhile don is looking fly wearing a real tight dress yeah Uh, it's very red so red Mm -hmm. and um, peacocking yeah and she has a date later that Josh is... He's super mean to her. He's intent on sabotaging. She dubs him Deputy Downer, and that is incredibly accurate. He's yeah. so mean. But she's got the good vibe, though. She does He's a the good one. like acting beat where she really shows how hurt she is by yes, what he says. she looks and like she's about to cry, and then she's like, you Keeps know, it cool. Screw you. You know, swallows that down. He no, also... but I thought at the point where, she, where he was like, the guys you date are awful, she was like... You care? (laughs) She had like a twinkle in her eye. I didn't think it was like a like a pleased thing. It was like a this is bullshit. I feel like it went. There were like many emotions went from like twinkle to like heartbroken to like fuck you. Well, because it's like on the one hand he's revealing like sort of this latent affection for her and jealousy, but on the other hand he's he's like expressing it in such a childish way. Yeah. And he also blows up her spot. Did you steal that dress? I bought this dress. But you're returning it tomorrow. Yes, I am. That's stealing. I'm giving it back. After wearing it once. There's a word for this. 
It's stealing. Good that you brought this up. That's stealing. That's why you keep the tags on the hats. That's called stealing, folks. Too many so, people. Too many people. Though? Too many people. Is it stealing? Have you guys I don't ever, know. I've never you... returned a thing in my life. I've they, never can returned just turn around and sell it. a thing. You know what? I did this before. You returned a thing? Not with a... I, was, I had to like drive up to here from Florida one time. So and I needed car? to be able to listen to stuff. And I didn't have the input. So I got a little radio receiver from like a Best Buy or something. What do you need that for? So I could like play I mean, stuff later, from my car. Afterwards. But yeah, and so then like at like the last Best Buy before I got into the city, I just returned. Uh, you it. heard it here, folks. So it's a crime. I am I've a th- I'm a thief. Who have bought something and then wore it, had it dry clean and retagged, and then returned it. Do they take it to a retagging service? Yeah, how does that work? It's vi- you those tagging guns you can buy anywhere. If so you, you, have, you have to invest in a tagging gun. It's or the whole operation. in this situation, she had a, a ta- like a wardrobe department at her work that she got a tagger all the time. So, you got a tag guy. Yeah, she she had you a could tag hook, guy. You could hook us up with yeah, a, hook you up a with good a tag tagger. Guy. Yeah, right. but you can buy those things. But- you guys ever bought something and then they leave the like magnetic like security oh, brick yeah. on it? That's, that's a whole. Re- that's a whole ordeal. That's very annoying. You're they don't want to leave that on, like the sticker on a hat, <laughs> to set off the alarm at every store you go into. Yeah, they're like the most popular shopper. Well, yeah. I know how to like Did pop I just win off a prize? the just the magnetic ones, but the ink ones. Those. Are, oh, yeah. I don't know if they really use those anymore. Those. I know ones. you don't see those much. Now they do like an even cheaper version where they it's, it's like, like a, a magnetic little um, sticker, sticker yeah, yeah, on the tag or something. So is the only reason that people don't. Buy things and return it because we have dignity. People I mean, spill stuff a lot. Well, no. Why would you? Very rarely do I you buy that something was for happen. one use. But 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 why don't we just buy everything for one use? What about like rent sure. the runway? You wouldn't or have whatever. to. You wouldn't ever have to. Wait, this this is literally what they did in Parks and Rec. What? Where um. Did it Aziz work? Ansari's character opens like a rental clothing store. Well, for yeah, there's kids. a bunch of internet sites. There's well, like no. rent, the rent the runway. Runway. Yeah. yeah, this is a thing. Yeah, yeah, that's different. Because you're like... still paying. You don't get to like return that and not pay wait, a wait, rental wait, cost. I mean, okay, right. it is theft in the sense that the company incurs a cost for restocking and processing and whatever additional labor or whatever. But not really. But they, like they I used... still sell the product to someone right. else. So it depends on what it is. Because I used to work in retail. If someone return something and it was in fine condition and didn't look like they wore it then we would tag it again and resell it and we had no idea if they wore it or not but if it's like shoes or like underwear underwear or something that like looks like it has been worn or it's just like unhygienic to resell it loses that pack freshness right right then but most stores will you guys ever try to return an open dildo they don't like it they don't take it back (laughs) (laughs) they don't take it no no matter how much you ask What's funny is how, I wonder how often people return a clothes one. Tried to return that. <laughs> I haven't ever. It was the wrong color. Anything. We didn't even. Uh, you know. I I bought a couple of white chairs because I was going to return them. I didn't. That you know, and that's the thing, right? Like a place that entices you with these the concept of free returns. I bet you they actually make money off of how many people just don't get their shit together and return it on time. I can't return things on time. I bet you so many people order things and just forget to return them on time. Okay, moving on. Sam and Toby are on Air Force One. Sam is. Crumbling pieces of paper in the sky. He is distressed about a bad draft of an education speech, which is the thing that he was arguing with Ainsley about 
a long time ago. Um, mm. I guess they're back at the drawing board because the president vetoed a previous thing, and he has his own education plan now that they're about to announce. He's really upset that he can't put a good spin on the policy that he seems not to be a huge fan of. And then the guy comes up and takes their dinner order. Toby gets a club sandwich and a glass I have of whiskey. A real problem with this here. Everyone's ordering really boring stuff. CJ orders a pasta salad. They get club sandwiches. This is Air Force One and probably have some of the best chefs in the world. They'll make literally whatever you want. Yeah. Club sandwich, at least get a Reuben if you're going to get a sandwich. You know? Yeah. Like, get a good sandwich. I do like when um, Toby orders for Sam. Nothing for me. You have to have something. I'm fine. Bring him a club sandwich. Yes, sir. He's kind of like a big big brother Toby yeah. in that scene, which is a, a character trait. I'm going to dub Big Broby. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love Big Broby. <laughs> yeah, it's I a good... look forward to revisiting Big Broby. It's a good uh, character trait in Toby when he looks out for Sam when he's having a bad day. Um, CJ comes up. She's still wearing her hat. I want to be clear be... that I never forget to eat. Yeah. No. Nor sleep. For me, life is just living from one meal to the next and everything else in between is Like, filler. for instance, I cannot wait till we're done and then I'm going to eat and sleep. Yeah. Here. Those are the most important things in life. Those are the things. Sleeping. Yeah. All right. anyway. Yeah, CJ comes up. She's got her hat on. She will be having the hat on for the entirety of the episode. It is uh, ordered by the president. <laughs> Sam and Toby ask her to get the draft of the speech that inadvertently went out to the press back because Sam is embarrassed by it, which uh, is probably going to be hard been to there. do. Have you done that before? Well, I've been embarrassed about things I wrote. Did you try to unprint it? <laughs> you can't. You go, can't. Go retrieve every copy of the paper that went yeah. out. No, I still do have like nightmares, though, of times I I, I printed like inaccurate stuff. Like oh, once yeah. I referred, I will only just repeat this this one time, and I do not want this to make the final draft, but I once misattributed Thomas the Tank Engine <laughs> as the little engine that could. <gasps> No. <laughs> what? Can he he cannot. <laughs> he couldn't. Yeah. Why are you trying to single handedly torpedo the good name of the New York Post? Oh, I did this in another paper. Oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, New I York mean, Post is both, totally accurate. They're both blue, I think. They're both fucking animated trains who gives yeah, a shit but i thing. do i do give, give a shit sam i understand because sometimes i'm in bed and it's like late and i'm just like remember the Can time i, I say... said the stupid thing and then i hate myself I know. one time i ran the social media account for the uh united states department of education mm-hmm. and i called him w-e-b du bois <laughs> oh you idiot you pronounce the s because that happened this morning <laughs> and then they said uh our, our apologize for the previous typo. <laughs> they misspelled apologies <laughs> in, the, in the correction tweet. Um, I have to take a stance here on yes. Thomas the Tank Engine. And yes. I know this is very controversial, but I think the little engine that could was like cute. And I really liked it. Yeah, it's But fun. Thomas the Tank Engine was creepy. It's dark. It's, it's a whole fleshed real, out universe. Right. It, but it's like all those trains, their faces yeah, was a, like my nightmares. There's a tension in their expressions, it's not. It's and there's not that like, evil one. There's the evil train. Who's always like frowning and like yeah. angry. I want to be clear that I have never seen this television program, but there, it proliferates on the internet in the form of memes. And I've seen these trains. Oh yes, I've you seen the trains. Boom. <gasps> 
got one. Is that the one that could? I got a little yellow Thomas. That's his like face, friend. Mo- moon face train <laughs> abomination. It is an abomination. I don't oh know where God. that came from, but for some reason it's in our house. Oh my gosh, I can't unsee it. It's so horrifying. Anyway, the point is sometimes you write stuff and you want to get it back. And sure. you will do whatever it takes I to get it back. I think that's any thing you put out in public yeah any piece of art or yeah. I'm, i make apps you know there's a bug in one it really yeah, stresses yeah. you out it's the same kind of thing but this is at least early in the process but i do suspect and it proves that that would be a hard thing to get back it's like you release this information like it's out there you really need a toby type to get that back yeah i guess this is pre-internet on planes too so they can't like distribute that copy Bro, this is pre-internet no they have it a little bit it's just very slow at the moment. They all they have like AOL. Yeah, it's like going. <laughs> so the president comes up. Um, <laughs> he consults CJ about the boat seizure thing, and she says, "The oil company gets fined. Don't they also get to sell the oil? Yes. Doesn't the profit from the sale exceed the fine? It dramatically exceeds the fine. So what do you think we should do?" You're going to have sanctions? Have sanctions. There should be genuine disincentive. I agree. Seems pretty insightful that the president repeats later back to Leo. He says that they're going to take a sample of the oil and figure out where it came from, which sounds super fancy. Can you do that? A you're pan? like, you're like, yeah, this is Iraq oil. Yeah. This is from the uh, from this field. Like, also, aren't there multiple oil companies in Iraq? Like, how would they know what field? Or what drill? Well, there's probably like mineral deposits. Yeah, and some. Did I sound really confident? Tra- when I said tra- that? Trace. You, of- you started out confident. <laughs> there's and trace you sort amounts of, of things. Yeah, yeah, trace amounts. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm then, buying it. And then Charlie informs CJ. Here you go. What's this? The lyrics to the Notre Dame fight song. It would please me if you would lead the press in a rendition as we pass over South Bend. Did you guys ever know your fight songs? Of our school? I yeah, went to not, art school. Not the, this is my fight song song. <laughs> I, do, I know that one back. Um, Did you know yours, Jason? I don't, for what? Remember when, Your remember college, when you went to college? You definitely had a, big, fight, big, I had a fight big song football for sure. School? Was, did we have one for high school? No, we're not our, our high school had one. That too. one I feel like. I remember my elementary school my song. Sandpiper, we are the best. Sandpiper, we put kids to the test. Teachers, kids, and parents to say, Sandpiper, we love you. No way. Our kids will all shout hooray on Sandpiper's opening day. That's all I got. Was... He definitely did not just make that up. That's no, no. That's <laughs> I feel like I would accidentally say sandpaper. <laughs> all the time. Yeah. Actually, a sandpiper is a cute little beach bird. Oh, okay. It is. Yeah. yeah. I could totally picture a like brass band. Bye. <laughs> going along with that i went to sandpiper for right. two years you can also years, play folks. that on recorders really well <laughs> yeah. so then um back at the white house um, i know my fight song our hero of the show ainsley hayes comes up and she's got a little more of that food-based comedy we've come to <laughs> know and love and expect from the west wing um she wants some fresca real bad but she would also like a muffin and she would also like some ice i have an important question and she's also what, it's that? a is, so it's a soda brand. Yes, what's I was a fresca? It is a brand of soda. Is fresca like the old Lacroix? Like, I feel yes. like it's like yeah. There's yes. like a continuum that's like polar seltzer, Soda Stream, the plain stuff, and then flavored seltzer, the clear, and then like on the other end it's like Sprite, and then this fresca stuff like in the middle. In the middle. Yeah, it's fresca not sugary, sugary Lacroix. Slightly sugary, yeah. but not 
like seven up sugary. Yeah. It's no San Pellegrino. Ainsley also has a fan, and his name is this guy. <laughs> because uh, she's carrying a uh, fan that she apparently brought from home. It looks a little clean. It looks yeah, like a new fan. Yeah, she went to Target. Yeah, because it's 115 degrees Those in things get dirty. or something. Yeah, they do they get, get very dirty. dirty. She bought, yeah. I have a question about they- fans. Whenever I use them... I only am cooled down when it's like the air is directly on me, so the yeah. swivel yeah, the mode just doesn't work for me. But maybe if you're like if you're married and you have like another person who wants, you get them. a second fan. I like to <laughs> wow. I like to mount a fan in a window, a pointy either in or out, mm-hmm. depending on my mood. Get some I, flow. I don't know which is better. So so it's really hot outside, but it's also really hot inside. So you need a fan. Do you want that fan pointing in, or do you want it pointing out? It always seems Wait, like you want it pointing in. If it's hot in? inside? It's both. It's really hot. Oh, everywhere. It's, it's hot. like, yeah, it's a 95 degree day that, and it's hot in your apartment. So you, Do you get want... an AC. <laughs> no, but what's, does the fan need to well, point in or out? You want, you want you there want to be a point flow. out, I think. So you want so you one, fan one fan in, one fan out um, on another window somewhere. No, but if you want to get hot air out, I think you point the fan out. But we're talking about there's no temperature differential. How yeah. many, how many uh, fans do I have? And what's the point? Air flow. I would say if, if it's hotter than your body temperature outside, then maybe you want to blow all the air out. Yes, this is what I'm but saying. But if it's but wouldn't that create like a vacuum that <laughs> slows yeah. up against you? We need to get the Mythbusters guys. <laughs> well, I mean, if you I change the, the pressure in your apartment, you can affect the temperature. That's true. To slow all the molecules down. Yeah. Are you about to surprise us with another test? Yeah. <laughs> and I've I have been slowly, two fans under this. Table. I've been slowly sucking the air out of this room. <laughs> <laughs> There's one other thing in the scene. This little like concession stand, it's just like the White House bodega that she's kind of going up to. It has a cash register, but Ainsley does not get charged. Whoa. So I don't know. Corruption. She's, yeah, I don't know. She's sweet with the huh. guy working it, or it's like after hours, you get a free fresca then a free muffin. Fresca. Did she swipe? She, maybe she swiped. Maybe. Or maybe they just didn't show that because that wouldn't be very it's important boring. to the plot it's of very the show. Boring. <laughs> yeah, like 30 seconds of her just paying. <laughs> trying to find change in her bag. Also, the characters never poop. <laughs> <laughs> They're all so backed up. There, there's like a White House diaper yeah. dispenser. Oh my god! This is actually in the blooper reels yeah. for the shows. Cut scenes of them pooping. So then Josh is in his office, and Matt Skinner, who is a congressman, comes up. They have a quick little laugh about how he's sabotaging Donna's personal relationship. You let Donna out temporarily. Just having dinner. Oh, with her? Oh gosh, she has no future. Why no future? Because I say so. <laughs> <laughs> I guess everybody knows Donna that knows Josh. She's a she's a staple. Yeah, she's always around. Yeah. They are going to be talking about the Defense of Marriage Act that is called something else. It's called MRA in, e- this, sh- in this show. Yeah, Marriage Rights Act. Marriage Re- Recognition Act. Marriage Recognition Act. Josh says to this guy, There were some very ugly things said about homosexuals. Yes. They were said by members of your own party. In fact, they were said by one of the guys who escorted you here tonight who's sitting out in the lobby. Yes, they were. You support this bill. Yes, I do. Congressman, you're gay. Yes, I am. That's kind of where they they leave it as the setup for this big argument that's going to go on throughout the episode. They cut down to the sit room. They have some extremely thick laptops on the table. (laughs) And the update on the boat is that some shots have been fired from the boat as kind of like warning shots towards the U.S. Navy. And they tend not to like that. 
uh, in the Navy. I, they're going to buzz think, that boat. Yeah, so they're going to do some warning shots or fly a plane over it or something to scare them off a little. Is that what that's called? They buzz it? Yeah, that sounds right. Maverick. Yeah. I buzz the tower. Top Gun. Oh, okay. They go to Leo's office after that. Margaret is worried for Leo because his divorce papers came in that Margaret day. Margaret is real worried. What, is, uh, what does that mean? Divorce papers? The papers. Okay. Like, what is so that? There's one papers, signature to sign? Papers. No, so, so, or is there, like, a lot? It's like buying a house. It's state by state, but at least in New York, you know, you can do a, like, a no contest divorce where no one's really fighting it and everyone kind of agrees we're doing this. But whoever files the lawsuit is technically the plaintiff, and so then the other spouse is the defendant, and you have to serve them. And then when you serve them, they have and to And it's fill about out. divvying up of assets, mainly. It, that part, I think, comes later. So when people say Do you the think they're fighting papers, over custody of Mallory? The divorce papers could be, like, you got served with the initiating papers. But it could be a settlement that everyone's signing, and then when the settlement's signed, it's like, now it's this official. Se- this seemed like the last... Yeah, piece it's like of now it's official. The divorce is really happening, but yeah, no is one ever explains motion, that. Though, so or? Leo's on the market. Yeah, after not this, as scene. if that were to matter. But yeah, I mean, no, like, I, and I never. Every time there's a movie or a television show, where it's like, like I'm signing my divorce. You get papers. your papers. It's like no, you sign things like over a period of probably six months to two years, right? All the time, and it's kind of unclear what you're signing. So this should be like, oh, you're signing more papers, huh? Right. You're so, still so, signing them papers? Some more papers. Can in a, a bad way? Can a divorce be done in like a week? A quickie divorce. Yeah. You could, you could just sign one thing in New York, hand that in where you're consenting to everything, and then the other spouse that commenced it does all the rest of the work, and then the judge issue, issues a judgment, and then it's over. That's leaving you up into like big like no, 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 alimony like you, payments and shit. No, no, you can, you can do set it. Set the terms. Like, you can sign a settlement, right? And then you submit the settlement to the judge, and the judge has to so order, like, review it, make sure it's fair, make sure it's legal, and then so order it. And then they issue a judgment, and then the plaintiff serves you with the judgment, and now you're divorced. So the th- the thing that, The like, judge so orders the, it? The, yeah, the thing I that, so ordered. It is so ordered. That's that's what they're basically saying. Because you could just cut the cell. You gavel that, I, you right? Could, but I hereby no order. The punctuation well, no, on that sentence is a gavel like, bang. You should, right? So ordered so is like, ordered. I'm yeah. taking the thing you ghost wrote for me and, like, putting my yeah. signature this on it. This ain't just an irregular order. A regular order is it like is the, so, the right. court issued an order. Now it's so ordered. Yeah. Make it so. Exactly. But, so the final thing that makes you divorce that officially dissolves your marriage is nothing that you ever changing your it's taking the ring off facebook it's the judge issuing an order and then you receive the order and you're like all right i got a copy of the order done you don't have to sign them you don't sign it judge signed it yeah so leo's getting divorced uh that's wrapping up that multi-season long plot line personally i think he's gonna drink that's what everybody thinks afterwards margaret's worried about it he looks like drinky Everybody gives them some support, though. I don't know. We'll, we'll get there. All right. We'll get there. Um, Sam and Toby are trying to work. On, they're on the plane still. They're trying to zazz up this writing, which like, they want like soaring oratory, or Sam does at the very least. Um, Toby wants a radical new approach to education. Sam does. And I was just thinking, it seems like maybe this country just got a radical new approach to education. Kind of. We're going to cut it. Yep. That's the Make new, it private. We're going to get rid of it. It's different. New approach. Radical. I think when Sam wants to like freshen up the oratory, he should just send the president out to like talk shit about his enemies for like Mm -hmm. 75 minutes in a rambling, incoherent fashion, because that seems to work pretty well in presidential politics. Yeah, just go wild. Yeah. Sam has an idea to quote 
Mao Zedong. Oratory should raise your heart rate. Oratory should blow the doors off the place. We should be talking about not being satisfied with past solutions. We should be talking about a permanent revolution. Where have I heard that? Permanent revolution? Yeah. I got it from a book. What book? The Little Red Book. You think we should quote Mao Zedong? We do need a permanent revolution. Still, I think we'll stay away from quoting communists. You think a communist never wrote an elegant phrase? Sam? How do you think they got everybody to be communists? The, uh... President? Communism? President of China? President of communism? Yeah, basically. Founder of communism. Yeah. Wasn't he the chairman? Chairman. Of the People's Republic he was the of chairman. China? That's right. But the problem, they want to, you know, put all this fluffy language around stuff, but the policy doesn't back it up. They have some incremental changes that... Might make some difference around the edges, but they can't, like, in post, add on, like, real change on top of this, like, weak policy through a fancy speech. Guys, why is education so shitty, and is there anything we can do to change it? Systemic issues. Like, well, our school was really good, the school that Jason and I went to. But Compared maybe, to what? like, all the other schools around us. Okay. Yeah. But, but I think... Were you a magnet school? We were. Were you a charter school? No, we weren't a charter, but we had to test into we were, the. We were a magnet school. We just didn't we weren't a magnet. It. We weren't a charter. Well, what did right. you have at your school that was like made it a magnet school? It, it was. They had well, a this program, program was before the mag- they called was a it magnet. Guys, a magnet I got program. a question. Magnet schools. How the hell do they work? <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. What, like, what, what does that mean? So basically, it's they like pull in all the yeah. smart students oh. from all over the but county. Not, not just smart. Like so, some schools. It depends on what the specialty of the school is. Some are like performing arts, some are math and science. Violence. And then what they do is you kind of like either test in if it's an academic thing or audition to get into the program at that school. And that allows you to go to a school that is not in your district. It's a public school. And the other thing about it is that sometimes they're in really bad neighborhoods and it's a way of bringing funding into a school that's really underfunded. But it doesn't really work out, especially in Florida, because the funding just goes to the magnet program and it doesn't go to the other kids in the school. And so it's really bad. But your school was a little different. Well, our school was different. But anyway, we're not we don't have to get into that. But it was a very good school. One of the reasons is that it was such a good school is it had the special program. Doesn't that have the effect of like being the, a brain drain on all the exactly others. This is exactly what I'm going to bring exactly up. What happened. This is what I wanted to say. Now, I think it was a great school, and it really served me very well. But I think at, at the probably at the detriment to all the students at the other schools that didn't get to go to the they good school. They didn't have these like this, this elite is, colleagues. Yeah. Plus, all the best teachers said, "Oh, I'll go to the place with the best students." Yeah. With the it's most a, potential. This is the same problem with charter schools. Okay, it's so like, like a rich getting richer. Thing. So charter totally. schools in the city right now, they keep on boasting about how well they're doing and how great their students are. Well, they only take the best students, or they get rid of the students that aren't doing well. Then they'll have to go to regular public schools. So of course yeah, they're these, doing like, better. Incredibly well funded schools that only select the best students are doing really well. We should be really proud of ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So okay, like this obviously is not the right way to fix education like what why is it so bad why is the american education system so bad and is it so bad i mean that's just what they say it's so bad in my experience it was good but again i went to the the good school i find i found i went to a few different public schools in florida and private schools and i found that the problem with the public schools is that they spend half or more of every single class in the schools i went to 
pre- preparing you for the FCAT, the standardized test. Right. Just and they have so their you... they have the regions here in New York. Yeah. They okay. have a different state test everywhere, I'm sure. And, and so I it... believe that's like way worse now. Yeah, I mean it was it was but the test is test is stupid and Well it was easy it's really easy. It was easy for us, but apparently right. not easy because but the way that they prepared you even in the school i went to i went to a, like an they were rated on letter systems so i went to a d school and i went to an a school and at both schools even the really good one they would just hand out like a workbook and the teacher would go like i don't know fuck around on her computer or just leave the classroom and more than half the class was spent just doing this workbook with no guidance from the teacher no one spoke to the teacher, and this was even an honors. I'm just going to play too. season four of The Wire in the right. entirety. No, no, but the, and the, 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 the problem the <laughs> yeah. problem here isn't the standardized test, because before there were standardized tests, you still had terrible teachers who didn't teach, who would read you know romance novels and just tell the kids to like do something. School, above all else, public school at least, needs to be a daycare. Right, like you have to keep the kids relatively safe and not doing anything terrible, and then keep them there from the beginning of the bell to the last bell. Right, then it's optional to actually do something of value, and we have terrible teachers who don't really focus on actually educating or inspiring anyone, and then there are plenty of teachers who so you are think amazing. The is teachers' unions. The, I don't even know if it's the. Te- I think there's no problem with a union. Right, the problem is, and we'll get to it in this episode. Right. Let's say you even implement the program they're recommending, which is, you know, if you give three years to work in a school, you know, we'll give you some financial benefit. That financial benefit is still going to be nothing compared to what a talented person can get in the private what sector, What about a right? salary to a be salary. a teacher? Exactly. Yeah. So, like, no matter what, all of the best people who need money, who care about money, are going to go to the place that's going to pay them the most. And if that payment comes in the form of some benefit wiping out your student debt or whatever then that's just money right but if you're going to make three times that annually going into the private sector you're still not going to be a teacher so you're still going to end up with people who are sort of not the best students who don't have the best career prospects doing this teaching program except for the people that just really want to be a teacher who who are and probably who financially are are well off enough that they don't care about the differential in in private sector salary who can play a long game right so the problem here is that We've created this inability to incentivize our best and brightest to do this thing because there's no way we can compete with private sector salary. And that's just – that's how it is with judges. That's how it is with teachers. That's how it is with any government employee. You want to hire someone very smart to go regulate the banks. Why would they go regulate the banks if they could just go work for a bank and make a ridiculous amount of money. Yeah. Well, it'd, it'd be even better for them if they first worked to regulate the bank, then they could get a job at a bank. And that's why mm-hmm. th- the only way that regulators are even able to get talented people is because there's that implicit promise of, well, if you hobnob with us and we give you access, then you can go nail a job in the private sector and exploit those connections. So do we think there's a problem in the American education system at this table? Absolutely. Yeah, but it's we so do. much more complicated than and like, is it fixable? standardized testing or any of that stuff. I think we would have to fundamentally change permanent revolution. Yeah, the way we, that a, we do things in this country. We need and, to go mal. We need to go all mal. <laughs> Communism. I didn't say that. Oh. I think part of the Just problem is we, chairmanism. We don't value <laughs> education and and we don't value learning societally, culturally. Like we don't disdain people who aren't informed. 
right? We actually kind of disdain the opposite. Yeah. We we show disdain towards people who are like quote unquote over informed, who are over educated. We don't think information comes from learning. Right. We, we value think, like common sense. Yeah, we think education is something you pick education. up as you go, and that your gut feelings are correct, and that you know ivory tower is is detached from reality. We don't think science is like the only and most valuable source. And of And the information. fact that there's still a debate of whether to teach evolution in schools is like, you know. Horrible. <laughs> and until that changes, like it doesn't matter if you come up with an idea for improving education when there's not going to be popular support for actually following through on that. Yeah, and I mean the solutions that we have tend to just be like stricter metrics, not really changing how like the system operates. Right. So, well, like, what does hold you to a higher standard? It's like, look, it, I mean, I understand that it's actually a good thing to try to quantify education. Right. It's it's a good thing to try to get quantifiable data on. And and to assess how we're doing, right? So it's not the standardized test that's the problem. It's the fact that now we create this quantifiable thing for your kid's future. Like your kid's future depends on how they do on this test. And so people scrutinize the test and they go, you know what? The FCAT has six questions on it that are unfairly written because it's ambiguous, right? And that's true. And that sucks. But like that's not really or favor cultural biases or sure, something. but that's not like the thing that's screwing up our education system the thing that's screwing up our education system is that the teachers are unable to teach kids to do well on these tests so when they encounter the six ambiguous questions it doesn't destroy their future because they got the remaining 150 questions correct and i remember when we took we were the test class for the fcat in i think it was seventh grade you're welcome or eighth grade <laughs> and i remember it was stupid easy like the fcat was so easy it wasn't even an issue because our teachers were so good that they had already taught us to to, at a level well beyond what the fcat was expecting the fcat stands for the florida comprehensive assessment test just like the regents exam or any other high school in florida and the state tests yeah i think they probably changed the name of that by now yeah, and and but we so had if, those resources. But like, if you're yeah, it's called the FCAT 2.0. If you're now. a very intelligent <laughs> kid, FCT, and you're sitting in a bells. public school classroom in Florida, having to just prepare for this test, which is incredibly easy, you're not learning anything beyond what you already know. And if you're a kid that the FCAT is too hard for, you're also not being helped. Right, but I th- I think the issue here was that our teachers inspired us to want to learn for valuable reasons because the material they were teaching us was interesting or they were inspiring us to think it was interesting. And so we accumulated the baseline boring vanilla skills that the FCAT tests for as a byproduct of exploring the world around us in a more inspiring way. And that's because we had teachers that cared enough to do that for us. Right. But if you just have a teacher who's like, listen, what is the bare minimum I can do each day to like keep my job and not have to care? Then all you're going to do is teach like this particular boring factor on the test. This is is how they phrase their math problems. So we're going to do things that say apples instead of oranges. Yeah, instead of sort of like talking about real world problems that are solved through math that are interesting and exciting and then it just so happens in order to delve into that interesting thing you have to learn the basic formulas and and word problem association stuff personally i just think people are dumb it's a possibility too yeah but again i think that's a choice you can't fix people I think you. I think you can maximize people's potential, and right now there is. We're not even coming close. I to I also doing think that. that in a lot of the school systems here, you're never taught at a young age how to learn. 
you just like they try to teach everyone in exactly the same way and it doesn't work for some people well everybody learns differently right but so you, how do you learn how to learn you have to like teach kids to f- to find out out the way themselves how to learn and give them sort of that that openness in their curriculum to be able to figure that out which is why like you know montessori sort of education is good because you just kind of find out what you're interested in and then what you're excited about you learn but no one teaches that you just have to memorize that's like what school is is memorizing yeah do you know how many of those things i've forgotten all of of them yeah all right let's move on (laughs) um donna Donna had a couple of whiskey sours and a soup (laughs) on a date so she's Uh, drunk she's talking to leo yeah she's a little drunk off her whiskey sours Um, i think she could do better drink wise hear that thing that leo said she should order you know what you get there Tell Dario, the chef, that you work for me and that you want the flash-seared escalar with frog raw butter and a fresh juniper berry gravlocks on a bed of shaved fennel. You have a nice 87 Petrus with that. Or should have ordered? Oh, yeah. So oh, Leo's, a the... real, Leo's a real foodie. That he sounded says, great. Talk yeah. to the chef. You get you get the fish with the endive. sauce. Yeah. And you get the sauce. And, like, uh, do, she's do, like, I had soup and uh, When you guys were a kid, like, do, when you compare food now to food when you were growing up, does it feel like American cuisine, or sort of our ex- expectations were just simpler and less refined. Oh, it was. Or is that because we I were young? We were and young and we couldn't drive and go places. Surround us with that. Kind of I but know, I Leo, think that Leo's has... eaten fancy. Yeah, I think it's because we were young. Oh, yeah. that's true. Because I went to, like, my parents are, like, kind of foodies I mean, and they would take me to nice restaurants. When I, I, I mean, kid. fine dining has moved down scale. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, you know, there's Food Network and Ever since stuff. they brought sushi right. to the masses. I think it's the TV thing. It could be, yeah. Um, and it's just easier to get fancy ingredients now. There's, um, but yeah, I mean, obviously kids have less sophisticated palates than, uh, Mm. former labor secretaries. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, and then Donna, Donna's just a a basic bitch here. It's just so basic. (laughs) You just get a better cocktail. She's being respectful. She doesn't want to like order on a first date. Yeah. Soup is like a nice no, but just I'm talking cocktail wise. This yeah. ain't He's a lobbyist, oh, right? Sour. I used to David? love a sour oh, mix. I yeah. thought she said he was a lobbyist. You over ordered yeah, 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 a lobbyist. He's some no, he's that's, some lobbyist. That's dumb. And yeah. she's like, he's gonna be the one. Like, Order no, the flag. Obviously not. No. Yeah. Uh, they because we know that Josh is the one. They cut to uh, Josh and Congressman Skinner. They've had a change of scenery. They are down in the mess. But they are they took their beers down there, apparently. They hit on kind of the, you know, marriage equality debate points, but um settled. We don't need to talk about it. <laughs> Done issue. Freedom of choice isn't a minority value, Josh says. Is he talking about abortion? No, I liked it. He was talking about like freedom to love. I never yeah. heard of freedom of choice, thought yeah. like You know, it is kind like of that. weird that like this got done, but now we've got this overwhelmingly Republican government. And they don't seem to be talking about rolling back the progress that was made on marriage equality, which to. is really interesting. I mean, they're, they're going to do like the other rights the around court, that, but that particular that one court? I think is set. Yeah. Well, they're they're still trying to roll back Roe v. Wade from like forty five years yeah. ago, and yet they're just like, all right, fine. But I don't think people that's how, get riled up about that one. But I think as much. that's that just shows you how effective the like the winning the, the hearts and minds campaign was. was. This episode really, you know, was an important factor, I think, in, in that debate. <laughs> well, <laughs> but like it. When did this episode what air? A, you know, what an effective movie. Sort of movement. been 2000, 2001. Because this, I mean, the the the, uh, the Doma storyline is pretty close this to the This is obviously yeah, modeled what? on that. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 this is why I brought my computer here. I looked it up. And it's pretty close to the reality of, of uh, when, when Bill Clinton signed Doma. 
uh, he did have veto-proof majorities in both the House and the Senate, but um, unlike Wait, I thought, Bartlett... I thought he signed Don't Ask, Don't Tell, but then Bush signed DOMA. No, he signed no, DOMA. Signed oh, DOMA. I didn't know that. Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's similar. He he probably could have vetoed it and then got overruled, veto it. He didn't veto it. He didn't put it in our pocket. Yeah. He didn't. And then later... Well, that's not a real veto either, but... Right. But later on, he tried to argue that... You know, he had to do DOMA because they were going to try to make a federal law banning it in states. It was like a compromise or something. He claims it was a compromise. Various gay rights activists claim that that's nonsense. That's historical revisionism. Um, But again, we see that Bartlett is is a better Clinton. Does he? He signs it at the end. Or he says he's going to. Okay, he... He feels bad about it, though. He feels feels really bad. He makes it clear... That he does not like it. Um, he says it's gay. I think he says this is gay bashing, plain and simple. Yeah. Now, uh, in the real world, it was actually an aide that said, a Clinton aide that said, this is gay baiting, plain and simple, uh, the, the huh. press secretary. So we're, so the show's making the fictional Clinton be a lot better than the real Clinton. Yeah. I mean, Bill Clinton signed this anti gay law. In the was television it, program. Was the premise that it was attached to some other package of things that were good? No. no. It was just a standalone bill? It was just an unpopular political Did thing. Did he at the get time. some sort of like budget? I mean, the Democratic Party out of was it? not pro gay rights until very recently. I mean, Obama, yeah. wasn't Obama, first... Obama wasn't. Obama evolved yeah. on it. I mean, it, it's hard to imagine because the people are, the voters are there, but the politicians weren't even there. So even in these past eight years, what's interesting about this is they talk about the full faith and credit clause. Right. And I think that was the obvious strategy where people that where this could happen state by state and avoid anyone having to have this fight federally. Because, yeah, they talk about it. Once one state allows gay marriage, it is very difficult constitutionally to prevent other states from being forced to recognize it. So you can just go to that state, get married in that yeah, state. I mean, which in the end is kind of what happened. Yeah. That's discriminatory to people that can't afford to travel or something. Though. Oh, absolutely. But it, like that was, that was the thing that made it impossible to fight this. No matter what you did federally, it's very difficult to, to, to undermine the full faith and credit clause. And Massachusetts, it's just going to be the most liberal version of everything. And so it's going to kind of set up a de facto national rule. Yeah. Um, and then Skinner at the end says, there's only one way to settle this, a good old-fashioned drink-off. When do you have to call the president? I got time. Let's have another beer. Loosens his thighs, gets some more beers out. Oh, I thought they were going somewhere else with that. No, that's that's later. <laughs> okay. After that, there's CJ and the press corps. She's doing like a little briefing. They appear to be setting up another story about President Bartlett's schedule running behind. The guy's like, I'm doing a sidebar on why we're taking <laughs> off so late. <laughs> this is, uh, schedule gate is proceeding <laughs> apace. I was like, oh yeah, sidebar. That's a news thing. <laughs> That's nice. just like a little like flavor commentary it's just like, thing. You have a main story, and then set inside that story, you have a little sidebar about and, and like it's related. A, it, it, it's like a fun fact or something. Just a little uh, a story that's related, but it's not the main story, right? She's trying to get the speech back. People aren't really having it rightly, and 
everybody appears to be giving it back as uh, Carol is going around. But we later find out that there's some trouble. There's always a troublemaker. And it's always the same one. And then there's Leo. He's in his office. And then the like a Navy guy comes up and gives him an update on the military situation. This boat's kind of like bugging out a little bit. They're tossing records over the side of the boat. And What's the point? You toss the manifest over, then you don't know who owns the ship don't or they where, know they, you where they put into port? Like Carbon date that carbon. <laughs> figure out where it came from. They don't need a manifest. They'll figure out where that yeah. boat was made. We're sending you to the lab. They're going to send a screw to the lab. <laughs> and then Leo's like, How do these people think this is going to end? What is their best case scenario? I just go where you point me. I don't know, man. I'm just a weapon. I go where you point me. <laughs> just give me the orders, boss. Yeah. The president in his Air Force One office. In his geekiest. Oh, yeah. We, we, call, that, we call that the rectangle office before. <laughs> yeah. He's at a, in like a transportation budgeting meeting where they throw some shade at the San Francisco uh, Muni system. They say that nobody rides the subway in San Francisco. Isn't there an LA one, too? It's like one or two I don't know. They also mentioned Miami. Um, no, there's not a subway in Miami. Yeah, the limestone, it would just sink into the yeah. ground, right? No, there is there's a like metro rail. Yeah. But there is not a... Uh... Like a monorail? Yeah. Yeah, so they wrap that up. Like uh, a Disney? The president yeah. says what asphalt's gonna, gonna win this battle. CJ comes in. Uh, they make some Notre Dame quips about famous or not so famous alumni uh cj mentions the name joe garagiola which is a name i did not understand this joke um hold on i can i got the i got the link here joe garagiola senior is is a baseball player who was like a regular panelist on the today show in the 50s or something like that okay why would cj know this yeah did some good name dropping these people are what 40 yeah in 2001 so their frame of reference would have been like the 80s yeah 70s and 80s like i never understood they they slip so many like 50s and 60s references in these people's mouths like it makes me feel too young for that shit but they probably felt too young oh he did some advocacy against chewing tobacco (laughs) there you go there you go. And he founded the Big League Chew Chewing Gum Corporation. I just made that part up. Oh, <laughs> that was cool. Show, I was totally digging that. The Today Show was around in the 50s? It's been around for a long time, yeah. Was Matt Lauer well, I mean, on then Maybe still? he was around later. He, I mean, he was a baseball broadcaster until, what, I guess the 90s or something. He performed some part-time color commentary duties for the Arizona Diamondbacks all the way up to Ooh. 2012. Maybe she would have known. Who knows? Is color commentary a, a artifact of black and white television? Then it's funny. Then it's like it's like we'll broadcast the game to you with color commentary. We'll add some color. He'll add some color yeah, to this. I don't know, maybe you can't even see what's happening. Like but we'll the just game is in black and white, but the people giving yeah. the commentary are in color. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, yeah, it's because back when it was a black and white thing, they would have a guy and he'd be like, "He's wearing a red cap. He's wearing red socks. He's wearing a blue glove." <laughs> Just filling in the colors. Well, it's uh, like a, a taupe, a dark taupe. The president uh, uses, I think, I think he uses a thing that like is a common get out of like a situation thing for him, where he's like, "The Tokyo is going to open down." <laughs> it's always like his excuse for if something's happening overnight. Yeah, I use that. Get out of it. Yeah, I got to, I got to monitor the Nikkei index. The plane's getting high in the sky, and so is Bartlett's idealism. At this point, um, he's. We're taking a talks long about how he, flight. Yeah, he a night up, flight. Gets to talk and look at the stars. We uh, cease to be earthbound. I like his... The and way he, burdened with practicality. I like the way he talks to Sam. You know why late flights are good? 
because we cease to be earthbound and burdened with practicality. Ask the impertinent question. Talk about the idea that nobody has thought about yet. Put it a different way. Be poets. If you absolutely must. You say something, Sam. <laughs> and Sam's like, we get to be poets. <laughs> Take it away, Sam. They mentioned the permanent revolution thing, and then Bartlett says that Chairman Mao was known for his long plane flights, which... <laughs> China's a big country. Extremely Seinfeld voice. What is the deal with people saying plane flights? We don't call them, we don't call them car drives. Why don't they call it round teen? I don't... Does any, I never say plane flights. It's a, nor, a, it's a northeastern flight. thing. Is it? Yeah, I listen to some shows where people say, yeah, I took a plane flight out west. It's Weird. Makes no sense. It's, Is the technology new here? Like what, else car gonna, ride. what else are you going to fly on? I don't say car ride. We took ride. a car ride. I took a drive. Well, I took a bird flight. I know, I'm saying people say yeah. that. Rode on the back of a, a bike drag. ride. An eagle. Fl- that. I'm flying to wherever. Let's take a bike ride. That no. makes sense, though, because you have to specify like what thing. What else are you going to fly on? A plane ride. Yeah. Plane ride's fine, too. Um, yeah, plane flights. I don't like it. Cut it out. Toby... Is bringing everybody down though. It's it's same thing. I think I think Toby's real good in this episode. He's great. Yeah, he, we got a new deputy downer though. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's he's like the reality check for everyone. I but think. again, mm-hmm. this is so inconsistent because I feel like Toby in some episodes would have been the one to say, "Well, let's just do it and we'll, we'll find I, a way to I, pay for it." Well, said, it's true because he's like well, he he's the idealist that. one, and he's like, "Oh, oh, oh, but how are we gonna pay for it?" But, but he he addresses that. He said he's been trying to be sort of idealistic. Yeah, and he's he like, gets "We've been talking down. about this for weeks and weeks and weeks, and I've been saying this, yeah. and everybody said." This is what we can get away with, so we can't just call it That's something true, else right. at the yeah, end. Yeah, there, there's like an implicit, like, you won't let me actually, like, go a whole hog on this. But then what happened to let Bartlett be Bartlett? He's kind of being Bartlett when now he's we're talking all, all this being nonsense. All timid this whole episode and again. is about, like, great ideas and not actually being able to do them. Well, I think this episode, like so many episodes of the show, is about how politics is garbage, everything's broken, but Bartlett's going to try. But anyway. not really. You know, life is like a plane flight. So you go up in the air, and you get really high. <laughs> you cease to be earthbound. And then you and come down. Burdened with practicality. But like, what if, what if it's like, okay, Congress wants me to sign this heinous, you know, marriage equality thing. Why don't I say I'll do that? But if you att- only if you attach to the bill, this new teacher program I want to do. How can you oppose education? And yeah, it'll cost a little bit of money. But like, if that's the price you pay for me, I'll sign this for you. And at least you're like, listen, I got you a win. They got it anyway. They got a veto-proof majority. Oh, yeah. You yeah. can't negotiate. True. You got no hand. Yeah. So after this is, uh, we're down in the steam pipe trunk distribution venue. Mm-hmm. Uh, Angelie's working. Bounce She's bounce got her. Because it's girl talk time. Yeah. Donna comes like in. Like weird girl talk time. Yeah. I don't know any girls that talk like uh, this. Donna is curious about why the, the so hot in there. And Angelie says, It's the steam pipe distribution venue. She drops the word trunk, and I think she's trying to, like, you know, real estate agent hip up her name by, like, dropping some yeah, stuff. Yeah, she's in... Uh... So I came up with a good one. She's in the um, spit dive, <laughs> steam pipe trunk distribution venue. Nice. All the letters are there. That's pretty good. <laughs> spit right, dive. she's down in yeah. spit dive. <laughs> um, yeah, Donna's being clingy here. No, I'm fine. Thank you. Okay. I just came down to say hi. And I talk, but I just... I need to get this done. I'll, I'll leave you alone. Thanks. What are you working on? 
She's got something to say, but she won't say it, so she's like just saying nonsense. She's to her. feeling insecure. Do you and I look alike? I'm sorry. Do we look alike? No. Oh, is this sexual harassment? Asking if her, if we look alike? Yeah. yeah. Who's prettier? Um, I would say this is more of like a single white female sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think I harassment. could um, murder you and wear your clothes and start coming in and being you? Yeah. In the <laughs> She's oh, no. like, your alabaster skin matches mine. It would look great on me. <laughs> Here, try this lotion. Yeah. They do have those farm girl looks. Yeah. This is a weird thing. I also, she's, she's is that being even a look anymore? Farm it's girl? called white. Farm girl? White. That's the thing. Farm girl? This is also like the shittiest possible way to like pass the Betchdel test. <laughs> it's just like, um, compare our looks relatively. Like, are we the same person? Well, we're both hot white blondes. Donna invites... Uh, Ainsley up to work out of the bullpen because her office is hot and loud. That's the end of that scene. That's a pretty funny scene, though. I like that one. Um, there's a another scene with Josh and that Matt guy, the congressman. Um, they are arguing still. They don't really is change. Is he a their congressman? Mind. Yeah. Okay. Because later he's the other been guy in the puts show his before. arm around him and he's like, "Don't touch me, you bish." But he calls him a congressman. Oh, okay. So um, he's he's been in the show before. He was in the census episode. Yeah. He's trying to insist the country's based on Judeo-Christian law. Right. Yeah, I mean, they, they have... Yeah, everybody knows these That arguments. old argument. I feel like this is one of the few things that the show talks about that's, like, done, though. Like, this is not an arguing thing anymore. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. just, it's We settled. shall see. Yeah, we'll see where it goes in the next couple of years. But, it, I mean, I, I haven't heard anything about this, and the, even our, like, shitty president doesn't seem to really have much to I, say I, about this I, particular thing i feel like i've heard when trump has talked about it, he's been like yeah like i'm cool whatever it. like yeah. it's fine yeah so they they have a little more argument they don't really change anything in that scene though there's cj and carol after that um danny will not get back the speech because he is a rabber of rousal and that's kind of the right move i think because you want to be able to compare those things so good on danny yeah no not really no i mean yeah i mean he doesn't have to publish <laughs> it and make like a thing about it if it Tends actually ends up not being. No, you're right. You're right. But but Sam wants a bag. Yeah. But like, okay. And Sam's our guy. Well, here's my question: Do none of these people have cameras? No, they don't. They, they, they definitely didn't have, have phones back in the camera. No, no, no. But they, they everyone would take a photo carried around like a little camera, like there back in 1990, like a little spy camera that was separate from a phone that was just took pictures. Standalone <laughs> camera. I don't understand this. They all have them. They're all traveling was, in the press. Court. It was a picture taking device that did not. And it was in your phone. Calls. Oh. It didn't. It didn't call. It didn't connect to the internet. Is it, no. They'd have to like put huh. their head under the sheet, right? Yeah. Like, the head uh, under the sheet. I've seen those. And then, they, and then you pull the flash, yeah. and it makes like and a pop flame. Yeah, and a ball like yeah. explodes. Oh, those right. are called daguerreotypes. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Did Danny not have his? He could have made his own copy. Yeah. Bring your daguerreotype, Danny. God. Damn, bro. <laughs> After that is the president, Toby, and Sam, and they are trying to work on the speech and just you know give it give it a little something, but they are quickly running into the fact that they do not have a big idea. But you know who does have a big idea? Our boy Charlie. Charlie. He's got He wrote it down. He doesn't want to say it because somebody had the idea. It's probably somebody else had the idea. Mr. President, if this was an idea, somebody would have had it already. I find fault with that formula. Yeah, so his idea is that basically make like a army tuition voucher program thing so if you know if you you're going to be a teacher for three years you get to go to college for free his idea is to incentivize teaching as a profession Hmm. but as he's trying to explain the idea sam kind of steals it the government will send you to college or law school or medical school if you spend three years in the armed forces when you graduate 
Why not? College tuition to anyone and everyone who wants to go to college in exchange for they teach in the public school we send them to. If you agree to commit to three, and then Sam's like, three years of college. This is my idea. My, I said it. I said it first. Listen to me. A hundred thousand people. It cuts it off. They're, yeah, so. they're also doing it preemptively, right? The way they set it up was you do the teaching, then we'll let you go to the school. No. Well, That's what he said, because he said it would be first. law school or, or medical school. Oh, it's So maybe school. you do your undergrad, then you do your three years, then you go to law school. So we, we school. just want a, a country of like four-year teachers? Right. People who don't even That's have fine, their right? degree yet in their ultimate highest level education. But are already... Gra- have a have a bachelor's yeah i mean so I, don't, I, I don't think like a elementary school teacher needs a master's degree in no, most cases no so i had an idea similar to kind of similar to this which was back when there were like all these people that went to law school and then all of a sudden the economy collapsed and like there were no lawyer jobs right but you had all these people who were relatively well educated in sort of humanities style things why not put all these people to work teaching because then the government would have to pay them but, but it's sort of like a, it's we, like a temporary thing. It's like if the economy is going to rebound, how are and we going to pay for this? Well, but at work, that point, lawyers couldn't even get jobs. Yeah, they would have so taken like taken people were taking like pay. assistant DA jobs for like how thirty are we grand pay a year for this. You, you really don't have to. The same way you pay for teachers now. Thank you. Wait, how? They would get paid the same as teachers do now. And you just reduce the interest on their student loans, their federal student loans. You don't have to pay for. It. You just take less of a profit off of them. Well, will you be my body man? Sure. With such great ideas. <laughs> Anytime. So, uh, uh, unlike... And such a great what, body. That's what, yeah. Thanks. Yeah, Un- unlike what CJ <laughs> said to the press corps earlier, it turns out there might be a policy shift and or a new initiative. And then, as they, like, come up with this idea, the pilot comes on. It's like... We've been cleared to climb the 42,000 feet. I'm feeling good, and I hope you guys are, too. We're going to take this plane up a little higher, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Keep those thoughts flowing. Yeah. More ideas to come. Yeah. Uh, after that is Josh and the congressman again. Um, they talk about some polling data, which is kind of everything on the show is led by that. Josh, is this is the first time he threatens the pocket veto, which is basically like just not finishing the bill completion process and making them like send it again later where he has to deal with it. I guess they're still in the, the duck congress here, right? Because it's like in the middle of winter, and the last one was lame duck, and he said they're going to send it back in January. Yeah, have so we that... had a Christmas episode yet? No, there has not been. Yeah, so this must be like early December or something like that. And then Josh like gets real with the guy, and it's like how you know all the rhetoric around this issue, like how can you be a gay guy and be a member of this party? And he's like, I'll have you know, I have other interests as well. I care about my money even more, more than my human rights. I care about my whiteness more than I care about my gayness. It's more important that I have a good job. Yeah, I guess that kind of sets up that uh, Josh kind of accepts this guy's position on this one. He, uh, well, the guy's that's... like, look, it's going to pass no matter what. And Josh is like, okay, so yeah, we'll right. do it. Yeah, I, there's a lot of tension in these scenes. I think they should just kiss. Yeah. And then, like but then to. Josh is like, hey, Donna, you look good. You you look really great. Yeah. In that dress, whereas I thought it was not flattering. No, really. Yeah. That was a nice dress. Adonis dress. dress. Yeah, I didn't like the dress. How is it not flattering? 
You want me to describe it? It, it, it showed, was just it sh- like the shape of her body. That's sh- what wasn't flattering. It showed oh, up how thin think... she was. Yeah, yeah, it was too thin. You like you like a no thick, boobs. thick girl with the two C's. <laughs> yeah, thick. Like a bowl of oatmeal. This was the look, though, in the 90s. Oh, yeah. Kate, White. Thanks to Kate Moss. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> White. <laughs> the congressman leaves, and his he has this guy waiting the whole time. He's, like, dr- <laughs> hanging out and drinking beers with Josh <laughs> and, like, just, like, fucking around just in the like White s- House. snooping on them, yeah, standing over there watching. This guy's, like, sitting, like, leafing through, like, Highlights Magazine in the White House uh, lobby. And he comes up, and the guy's like, I think he's going to sign it. And he's like, yeah, that, that's my boy. And then he's like, get your damn Don't dirty hands me. off of me. Just because I'm gay, you think you could touch me? Yeah. We're not friends. We ain't gay <laughs> together like that. Uh, yeah, so that's the end of the Josh's little scenes here. He has to inform the president in the future here. After that, there's Toby and Sam. Um, they kind of just do the same thing, you know, but they finalize, like, we're not going to change our policy on a flight on the way to give the speech. So Yeah, they're not getting high anymore. Yeah, shut they're it down. Landing. Yeah, essentially uh, give up at that point. Um, after that, there's Donna and Ainsley again. This is the one where Donna seems kind of drunk to me. Yeah. I play the flute. I'm a flautist. In high school, I was the best in my row. Where she's like rambling to Ainsley about like, she just gets I used to be a flautist. That was good. Crazier <laughs> and crazier in this episode. Yeah, we, we learned some backstory. So Donna played the flute. Ainsley- Played trombone. Played the trombone. And Donna's like, you think I could pick up the trombone? I bet I could. <laughs> uh, and and Ainsley met a lot of interesting men playing the trombone. Uh, and this is where we get a little bit of the full faith and credit clause, which we talked about earlier. Josh comes in and wants an explanation from Ainsley. Um, Josh would probably know this already. He wouldn't One need would it explained. that he went to law school. He's, I mean, they've established that he didn't. He's like, I know, I, I know, I know about the full faith and credit card, but, but can you, do, yeah, I want to make sure you know, do you know, I, In he's, the also, audience. he's also like, what's the Republican argument for how to get around that? Even though they don't, he doesn't actually ask it that way. Yeah. After this is Toby and Josh on the phone. Uh, Toby calls Josh to check in. Toby still has some kind of secret hopes that he can get this teacher thing off the ground. Maybe not for tomorrow's speech, but you know, it's a good idea. Let's let's think about it. And then as he's like starting to explain it to Josh, uh, the captain comes on and really just basically just shoots him down. He's like, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're at beginning our initial descent. All dreams are futile <laughs> and life is a horror full of miseries. Yeah, uh, I wrote I wrote down right here as descent was ending. Everything is bad. Yep. That's what I wrote here. It's all going down. Yeah, the plane's going to crash. <laughs> and then Toby says like, oh, yeah, the the captain or whatever is taking taking us down so we don't have time to talk um i looked it up air force one pilots tend to be colonels not captains wow they're, they're navy men hmm. a little bit of continuity error here there's actually a web page that's just the history of people every person who's flown air force one is the air force one in the navy the air force air force it would be the air force is it be figure out it was Do we like we by... had this conversation <laughs> like once before i hate to bring it up when eric thought it was because no, the, the, the navy's the doctors yeah yes so they they had their special role there really doesn't seem yeah. to be a whole lot of logic to this yeah i think they like drew it out of a hat <laughs> yeah, i don't understand the marines okay who marines does, means right? water right they should yeah. be in the water but they're special combat troops yeah it doesn't make okay, sense what about a seaplane Words have meaning. Air Force, Navy, seaplanes, seaplane. Oh, who gets jurisdiction over that? Joint, joint task force, like joint, a, the Joint Chiefs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I feel like there's a 
like a hat with a bunch of rolls in it. Yeah. And the Air Force guy's like, let me get the plane. Let me get the plane. <laughs> yes. What if it the- was Navy One? That uh, wouldn't have been as well, cool. No, but the helicopter is called Marine One. Oh. Yeah. And that goes in the air. This yeah, is all what? fucked up. There must be a boat. God damn you, is George Washington. Presi- is there a presidential boat? Oh, my God. I hope there's a presidential boat. Presidential yacht. And it's Navy One? Oh, my gosh. Army Seven? Ah, like a, it's got to be the Army. Like a P. Diddy yacht? <laughs> no. Not like the P. Diddy yeah. yacht. Navy One? A lot of countries do have presidential yachts. <laughs> of course they um, do. <laughs> in the past, there has been an American one, um, but it seems like they got rid of that program. <laughs> Yachts go kind of he slow. Just, he just flies, flies places now. We got, yeah. we got planes now. Yeah. There were a bunch of presidential yachts up until Nixon. Huh. Nixon Nixon's, just ruined it for everyone. Nixon's was called Patricia. Oh, there was the... Patricia? Uh, JFK's was the Honey Fitz. What? what? Is that real? What's and the Honey Fitz? LBJ kept that name. Hey, if the, if the Honey Fitz. Uh, after that, there's Donna and Josh, and this is where they have a little moment about the date going badly this is where we find out he was a guy who talked about himself too much or something on his bad date and then josh is very nice to her and they share a little look so don and josh shipping i'm shipping them yeah president is after that he he gets a little he's on the phone with leo he gets an update about the boat and he wants to do cj's thing from earlier he says that we should seize the oil and like make a real financial disincentive to traffic and uh contraband right here's another thing that's bad yep and they then, can't do anything about this damn boat yeah leo's like uh in the future right not fuck not it. today fuck it we'll just do the shit that don't work but that's now. like the whole theme of this episode in of the this, future yeah not today yep. status quo forever Let's, yeah one day things will be better yeah we're working towards this that. is not that day not the day yeah not the day and then josh updates him on the uh what is it called again ema no MRA? MRA. Men rights activists. Yeah, that's why I wrote that down. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah, so the, the DOMA thing. And um, this is where he you know, suggests the pocket veto as like a symbolic thing. But eventually they know they're going to have to sign this. I don't know why they don't just at least do the veto. If it's going to be a symbolic gesture in the first place, just do the veto and veto. get the points for it. Is a pocket veto like a tiny little veto you carry around yeah, in your pocket? Like a- <laughs> and then you like reveal it like a magic trick? Remember, so, remember Polly Pocket Veto? Yeah, I love Polly the, Pocket the Pocket Veto. Is it's like, like a teacup corgi or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> this is the perfect example of like something that occurs all the time in bureaucracy, and I think people there isn't enough like overt evidence of it, so people don't take it into account. But everyone knows the Pocket Veto, and people should use that as an example more, right? Which is like you slow play in order to create a delay that is effectively a, a no. In the same way that, you know, it's, it's rumored that Obama asked Geithner to put together a plan to break up the big banks. And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, I'll do that for you. And then, like, never did it. And he'd be like, hey, but like, can you really do that for me? And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm working on it. Yeah, no, no problem. And then nothing ever happens, right? The pocket veto is like, if I don't do anything, I'm saying no, but, like, I didn't have to actually say no. Well, you're, and you're also right. not putting the ball back in their court to override it. Right. It's like the Merrick Garland confirmation. Yeah. Like, they, they essentially, like, pocket denied him a hearing. Yep. They stuck that in their pocket. Running out the and clock. And he's still sitting mm-hmm. in their pocket. Yeah. They've right. got a little pocket full and of And that pe- people should, mm-hmm. in, the, yeah. in the way that Bartlett's like, that's, that's even more bullshit than saying no. Right. Or in some ways, it's even more bullshit than saying yes. 
you know, I wish people would punish politicians for exploiting the rules in order to well, I mean, you never undermine know. the system. The, the situation on the ground may change in the future. Maybe in a month, something will happen where right. it becomes I mean, that's, something where that's they don't want to maybe do uh, in litigation. Yeah. Like in litigation, if you're the defendant, your hope is to stall, 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 and then maybe the person bringing the lawsuit dies or the evidence gets lost or something, some mistake occurs, and now you've gained Some witness doesn't want to testify. Right. Time is always on your side. Oh, and I just wanted to mention, you know, there's, there, there actually is – so, okay, the, the vehicle that is transporting the president is what gets that call sign. Yeah. So if he's, like, commandeering a car, suddenly that's – Ground you know, Force One. Ground Force One, right? Oh my god! There's Air Force One, there's Marine One, there's Army One, which was a helicopter, and originally the Marines and the Army shared joint jurisdiction over the helicopter. Ooh. And in 1976, they split it. The the Marines took official duties so over, it, and that's why it became. Marine if the one. president, if I give the president a ride in my 2000 Honda Accord, then that's that is Executive One, which is the call sign for any <laughs> civilian. Oh, that's aircraft carrying the president. Oh. But there's probably one for ground car. So it becomes so the president's just going. You don't have to call it a ground like, car. The cars are all on the <laughs> ground. <laughs> it's true. But how will you know if it's a flying car or a ground car? There's also a Coast Guard one, Makes which sense. is a seaplane. It's a seaplane. Not oh, there you a, go. Not a little speedboat. Question answered. So uh, CJ has to go out. She still thinks there may be a change because Sam told her that earlier. You know, I took all your drafts back. I promise you there was no change, but eh, maybe a change. And they all harumph har- and mutter. And then Toby sneaks in and is like, nope, no change. Not really. Uh, I'm canceling JK. it. JK. And then he goes and sits next to Danny, ask him. Danny, Sam choked hard on the last draft and wants to burn it. No problem. No problem? Tell him to relax. He'll get his swing back. Yeah. Appeals to uh, writer solidarity. We find out the real reason he did it. Maybe next time you won't be so quick to mock on the eve of a Michigan game. Notre Dame, bitches. Damn. Don't talk. I'm surprised Comes that CJ didn't know he went to Notre Dame. That does not make sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She would know. She this. would know. But still, funny. Yeah. Sports. <laughs> um, and then at the end, uh, there's a quick little thing with Leo and Josh. Or there's two little scenes left. There's Leo and Josh. Uh, they wrap up their end of day stuff where they didn't really get anything done. Josh talks about Leo's, you know, he tries to comfort him about his divorce coming through. Margaret checks in on him again, and Leo's like, don't worry about it. You're a good girl. You're a good girl. (laughs) And then he takes a little piece of bacon out of a plastic bag in his pocket (laughs) and hands it to her. (laughs) She laughs it up. Yeah, it's odd odd phrasing. They give her a really long reaction shot to that. Mm Mm-hmm. To make it okay that he said that, and she slightly smiles. Um, he called yeah. CJ a good girl too in yep. this show previously. Not to her face, but right, he did refer her. to it. Yeah, and then he rubbed her tummy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then he called Josh a good boy. Oh wait, he never would do that. Who's that a would good be boy? Weird. That would be weird. Yeah, uh, different time. And then um, after that is uh... <laughs> well put, Eric. Well put. <laughs> <laughs> Good boy. The uh, the plane the plane is landing. The president making sure everybody's buckled up. He tells CJ to sit down. Everyone Mr. has ceased Buckle. having ideas and inspiration. Yeah. CJ asked the president why he went to Notre Dame, and he says, "Because I was thinking about becoming a priest." Really? Yeah. What happened? I met Abby. Player got a smash. 
<laughs> Mad Abby. Wait, can't Abby, can't priests? Oh, it's Catholic. That's depends. Right. Yeah, they don't like depends, it. Depends. Yeah. And then CJ made a, a quip about how she wished that she knew that when they were running for office. Yeah, it's right? cuter. Yeah. Is that like I wouldn't really care about that. Do you guys know what incel is? No. An incel. I learned this on the internet yesterday. Still like a terrorist thing? No, it's no. an it's an incel. I think like it, a marketing technique. No, it's it's a involuntary celibate. Oh. Oh boy, I know all about that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's just someone who can't. We've, get we've laid. been there. We've yeah, been there. It's a it's a MRA. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why do you, why do you know this? Why did you come across this? Yeah, it's More. a politics term. Is it really? It's like the alt right. Wait, this is a politics or not? Like... Oh, it's like in the way like cuck is one. Yeah. Oh. Oh, this is like okay. It's, so it's it's like it's, a, it's a it's term internet. to describe themselves. Involuntary yeah. celibate. Incel. You would think that if you get... were celibate, you would want at least people to think that it was intentional. But it's part of their belief system about how the women don't. Oh, they're like no one will sleep with oh, me. Oh yeah, save, save your seed. Huh? <laughs> Gorilla mind. It's unfair. The world is hard because you. All those guys. You gotta get make, be nice to a woman before she will let you. They better. make their own pills. What? This is the thing now? To do what? Alex Jones sells like vitamins, and this Michael Cernovich guy sells these things called blue pills. Oh my god! <laughs> that he eats a bunch of. It's a really great. It's do? a great Vic Burger thing. Um, they're called like nootropics or something like oh, that. They're like mind no, enhancement. Like these have been around for a while. It's like lim- oh, it's like limitless type stuff or something. I've heard about this. It's, but it, yeah, but now they're marketing it, it. It just makes you mad Ray, online. Ray Kurzweil. Oh my god, they're is a big advocate of these. Who? What? Ray, Ray Kurzweil. Kurzweil. Uh, He's the guy that coined the whole singularity the concept guy. Okay, but invented a lot does of he, amazing things. Does he sell his own brand of? He does sell his own brand of pills. Pills. Yeah. Huh. He's been selling like, and you know who takes them? William Shatner. Weird. Yeah. There's a really good documentary about him. He's like very brilliant and awesome, but um, also a little. It's a little off. Yeah, it's just there's something a little off. About it's a little centric. Him. He makes his own vitamins. But I feel like if you are that brilliant, something. But he has talks to be about how his about his you. dad had a lot of health issues and suffered, and then died when he was very young, and he felt horrible about that. So he has a lot of longevity paranoia. Hmm. And he, I think his dad, he had him like cryogenically frozen or something so that he, in hopes that he can uh, bring him back. Are these the find... same people who drink silver? Yeah, colloidal silver. Maybe. Yeah. And then they turn like purple? No. I okay. But on the flip side, th- this shit. guy holds all the early patents on like speech recognition. Like he's a freaking genius. So then Toby comes up, um, he says, here's your dumb speech. I hate it. I hate you. <laughs> I hate life. But uh, also, maybe we can maybe we can have a hundred teachers on Charlie's thing and see if uh, see if that instead does of anything. what a thousand they wanted a hundred thousand and but he's like we can do a pilot pro we can mm-hmm. we can chip around the edges and make ourselves feel good while yeah the we could do absolutely down. nothing to fix the education system and then yeah. that's it yeah it's a it's a rough one yeah. um, and then yeah so they basically end getting their ass kicked on everything. Yeah, that's the end of the episode. Credits. So, politics is garb. Yeah, and then their uh, credit shot is the president going on to Air Force One, well, like from the side. You got the Air Force One set. You got to, you got to use it. Yep, that's the episode. Headlines. 
Headlines? Um, um, I've got one. Guys, this isn't good. I don't have any. I've, 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 I have some, but they're not good either. It's not good. Same. Let's see. Let's see here. You go first, Brady. We don't even have to say it. Let's say it. Uh, you say it. Okay. I wrote here, gay, yay, nay. <laughs> well, my, mine is Question structured mark? almost the same <laughs> way as that. Gay, yay, or nay? Gay, yay, nay. Oh. Like, the, like the good gay times have been nayed. Got it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Gay. Okay. Yay. I just. I, I have to follow up just because it's like. Okay. Mine is. Mine is. Forlorn, airborne, seaborne. <laughs> okay. I got. I, got <laughs> I don't know why. I, I got a. Uh, my Sam one was uh, Sam Seaborn, no right good. <laughs> <laughs> I just have White House staffer, single white females, newly minted Republican <laughs> council. <laughs> White girls get along. Uh, yeah. I called CJ a real Notre Dame <laughs> with her, her fight song leading. Um, they didn't actually show the fight song leading. I wish they would have. No, they canceled that. Yeah, they didn't have yeah. time. That would have been a funny scene. Yeah. And then maybe it they couldn't get the, been the new jackal. They couldn't get the rights to it, I guess. <laughs> um, and then I had. Um, they actually shot it, and it was so bad they just cut it. <laughs> it was no the jackal. Mm-mm. And and then you can't for. Top the the schedule overrun thing. I just I just came up with a nickname. They just they're calling him Tardy Bartlett now because he's late for everything. <laughs> running running the country late, running late. Tardy so, Bart. Tardy Barty. <laughs> that's all I got. Tardy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, did you have? Oh, you, you just have the single white female. Yeah, <laughs> really, the one, all right. really nothing all right. here. Hey, we may not have a regular recording schedule, but at least we're unprepared. <laughs> but we do stuff together. This is a really hard one. Yeah, not, not a lot of news. It's all status quo, being status quo. Yeah, yeah. nothing changed. Oh, stat, status quo continues. That's my status quo banner mm. headline. Still status. <laughs> yeah. Status. Um. So final quo. thoughts. Um. I think this was this was like a good episode about kind of how the sausage gets made a little bit, mm-hmm. just like the it doesn't. But it, yeah, how it doesn't—it yeah. doesn't get made. Get made. How I, I like that it was well, how sort they of, make it and then throw it out. Yeah, the tone was very like inspirational, and it was about the discussions that lead up to trying to make policy or not make policy. But it was def- it definitely left me feeling kind of like meh because I was just upset that nothing got done. Yeah. But also, it's real. Like, but that's real. It's like, real. I, I enjoyed this episode yeah. for all that it for all it talked about, all that it meant yes but I, it, it, I think, it leaves you feeling a bit blah because yeah. like that's where we are but i like it because of its realism yeah of the, of the genre of isn't politics a meaningless slog this is probably the best episode of those yeah and i, I think say. that like you know this show usually tries to end on a note that makes you feel really good about everything in sort of a false kind of way mm-hmm. not this time not this time and i and i appreciate that they did that because you don't it starts to feel really fake if you do that every time. And as as much as I mock the plane analogy thing, I think that's like a clever, like yeah, the, their physical movements are like mapping to like their moods and yeah stuff. Like it was a lovely metaphor. Yeah. So you know, I don't want to let them off the hook for the way they dealt with Congressman Skinner, even though that issue specifically that issue is not. A hotly contested issue anymore because 
they really do let Skinner off the hook after he makes his whole, like, I don't want to be defined by my sexual orientation thing. That's not the only issue in my life. You know, 95% of the other stuff I'm Republican on, leave me alone. But why do you have to agree with the party on every single issue then? But not only that, that's, that's bullshit. The reason that's bullshit is because, you know, let's analogize it, analogize it to race. You know, if you were African-American during Jim Crow and you were like, well, you know what? Like, I, I don't want to be defined by my skin color. Like everyone, I don't want everyone to just always think about that. I don't want to have to only live my life based on that one issue. And so, yeah, I will, I will join up with, uh, you know, the white establishment in the South and be their ally because I, you know, I'm fine with all the other stuff. Like it's, but this guy is selling people out, doing well off. He's not suffering. But my point is, like, not everyone can minimize the the negative consequences in their life of those destructive issues. No, but this yeah. character does not care about you the may, gay community. Right, you may not define yourself by that, but other people He has will. the luxury of not having to, right? Yeah. It's not like people are choosing like, oh, great, let, let me just spend all my time focusing on this one aspect of my life. The reason they have to do that is because you know people will... Because they're not congressmen. Like physically assault you over it, let well, alone I mean, all or, the or other I mean, consequences. You know, on this specific stuff, it's like my like husband or whatever can't come visit me in the hospital or get any of the benefits they're entitled to right. to protect my family if i were to die like all of those yeah. crucial things are left off the table over these issues and yeah if you have a lot of personal wealth and can put it in a trust you don't have to worry about that but they what i'm saying is the show lets him like almost gives him the opportunity gives that point of view a spotlight and a, and a little bit of legitimacy like josh doesn't come back at him with like but it's a deal breaker. Like you have an obligation to protect people. I mean, and when he says that he's like, Oh, we can't afford those things anyway. So like, let's right. give them to the good people. Like he's, he's an uncle Tom, but the show doesn't treat him like an uncle Tom. It treats him like an interesting point of view that makes the issue a little more complicated than maybe you have. Oh, that he's like people like beyond it or something. People like yeah. this guy exists though. I mean, that totally. Is... But, but the show, this is a show that's supposed to sort of like express the progressive viewpoint. And I think, they I don't know. I saw on that issue. I mean, I saw him as a villain, but I was predisposed to, I, it seems like the show kind of just let it slide. And Josh, well, like Josh got schooled by that. He's like buddies with Josh too. At the end of the episode, even it's not like they have a falling they, out at all. Win, over and they it. win the day where it's like he he basically convinces Josh like this is a lot more complicated, and you're not going to find any. You're not going to be able to convince me to like withdraw support over this and to fight my own party. And then in the end, Josh convinces the president to basically pocket it and then sign it. But like, I don't know. That's that sucks. On the other hand, there's one thing that Skinner says about the NRA when he's making his argument that is highly relevant to what's going on. The whole conversation about the secret. I thought that one was voter. such a stupid stretch of a. But what he what he's thing, saying though. is, if you don't like what the NRA is doing, or if you have an, if you have a concern, join the NRA. Join the NRA and try <laughs> I did to not change them. That at all. But try oh. to change them from within. But why wouldn't if they do that, then the other people are going to make the MRA. Yeah, yeah. But and it, then that's going to be the new know, gun lobby. It's not like you can true, like. But you're imposing, oh, we'll silence these. Like you're imposing a cost on them. Why don't Why didn't we all just join the Republican oh. primary and make Hillary the Republican president? But yeah, look at what. You don't want people to have too many guns and kill people. But look at what you got a gun and kill people. Look at what happened with the NRA. It used to be an organization that was far less militantly pro-gun, 
and it got taken over by the gun lobby and gun industry to become militantly like literally there are no regulations but that we will support. Then you'd have to pour like essentially a lot of money into the NRA in order to influence it from within, sure, and that's there, not even guaranteed. There's a lot of money but, available for but that. But that's not even guaranteed to work. All I'm saying is, I know you know, Braden, you bring up a lot the the concept of like the the arrogant liberal. And I think there's a sort of like, I don't even want to associate with the evil side. You know, they have their clubs, they have their organizations. I don't even want to go to those meetings. But the NRA. Or engage them. So instead, what we should do if we want gay marriage is to join Focus on the Family. The part of the success of the gay rights movement was forcing conservatives to come to terms with the fact that gay people were all around them in their everyday lives and that their conception of of gay rights advocates as the other was not true at all and that it was like you're persecuting just everyday Americans that are all around you kind of randomly distributed throughout your life. The authority of something like the NRA does not come from the letterhead. It comes from the constituency. So if you were to overwhelm it and say, oh, look, the NRA is like now stands for like the whatever, no rifles – all, at all association <laughs> then like there's just gonna that group is just gonna put pressure they'll, on they'll the same split, people they'll splinter off and form some other group but it won't have the the status quo the benefit of the existing status quo and organization right like you'll have one group that is is willing to put reasonable regulations on assault rifles one group that's like absolutely militantly no another group that's kind of like you know oh, somewhere wow. in the so middle. you don't like nazis you'll join the nazi party Liberals, they don't go to their town and say, hey, I'm in your town. I respect your town and your ways and your culture. And like, I just want to expose you to my point of view in a friendly, non-threatening way. Right? Like liberals are like, no, I'm on the coast. Screw all y'all. And we're just going to try to steamroll you with with an argument that you are, are morally wrong. Yeah. I like that. And that's less effective at convincing people. Oh, no, we're not going to convince them. Than like going to their house and... Talking to them and stealing their guns and stealing their that is true. But joining their actual like fundraising cause is not the NRA. The NRA NRA context is less easy to think about this in in terms of. But like the economic arguments we're having in this country are far less legitimately divided over over coherent ideological grounds, and it would be good for people to actually think about that. You're saying like integrating and communicating with people is going to do better but i think specifically for the gay rights thing it's hard to say like oh you're like a scared minority you should just go like be loud and proud and like go to alabama and like register i'm not not saying like hey you want to change things and fix your problems like go get yourself killed like that's not the point but the i mean history does show that they're there i mean not, i'm not saying martyr yourself but there that has that has been really successful right but that's not what i'm saying i'm not saying go to like a place where you're you're being threatened physically and do stuff i'm more talking about like where where there are insular communities in the flyover states that supported trump and we feel like they did it against their own best interest rather than just be like you idiots like you voted against yeah. your own best interest talk to them go empathize with them have them see that like you a bunch of coastal liberal elites are willing to like value their point of yeah. view on their own terms Send and some of our fancy turf. money their way. Yeah. And like actually try to engage them and, and in doing so educate them, but don't edu- like go there with the purpose of educating sure. them, like talk to them, engage with them. And that information exchange will occur naturally. Yeah. All right. That's a good. Good note to end it on. Thanks for listening, everybody.
We love you. Bye. <laughs>